0: Does that seem okay? Boogada, 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 boogada. Test one, two, A,
1: B, C, D. Testing one, two, three. Hello, 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 testing. I hate doing this, (laughs) 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 I'm like such a a knob, okay. Hey everybody, welcome back to FreepCast. My name is Rob Murray and I am your host. FreepCast is brought to you by the Free Press Media and is recorded at the KMSU Studios on the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. Today we've got a, uh, a great guest, a funny guy in the house, uh, Pete Bladel uh, from the theater department at Bethany Lutheran College. Uh, you're going to love Pete. He's a great guy, um, great storyteller. Um, Pete is the guy, the brains behind... Um, one of the signature events at Bethany every year called Theater Physics. It's kind of a improvish, um, funny, um, kind of a basket of fun thing happening up at up at Bethany every fall. sells out every year. So if we don't have your tickets yet, you might want to get on that uh, show. is start this weekend, um, and you don't want to miss that. It's a really good time. Um, so our conversation with Pete, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, life as a teacher, life as an entertainer. He's also um, a magician, a juggler. He's performed at the Renaissance Festival. Um, he's uh, beloved by his students. Um, I've seen him in action. I was up at uh, rehearsals for theater physics last year, and the way his students react to him is, 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 a, is kind of a special thing to watch. And uh, when you hear from Pete here um, in, a, in a, just a moment you will see um, he just kind of exudes positivity and uh, kindness and that's why we had him on the show so um, let's get right to that uh, interview with Pete Bladel. all right so we've got Pete Bladel in the studio today who has been juggling bowling pins for 45 minutes trying to prepare (laughs) for this interview (laughs) very heavy it's my morning workout (laughs) Uh, so yeah thanks for coming in today Pete I really appreciate it that's cool um another academic year at bethany started and uh yeah it, so i want you to start off today by by talk about the energy on campus okay in the fall when all the students come back and it's it's fun there's you know young people around who bring that energy with them tell me about how yeah. that feels for you guys at it, uh, bethany it,
0: it feels great I, I think that that's why we're here you know uh we want we want to get raring to go and and uh i think that once you're once we, we're working in the summer towards prepping for what's going on uh, when the students arrive and then once they come now it's like man it's go time you know and mm-hmm. so I think we all feel that uh, and uh, it's uh, always a new batch and so it's fun to see the freshmen the freshmen are all coming in with kind of you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and everything, yeah. and <laughs> it's great. And and so I I think that even the students, the students who have who are sophomores, juniors, seniors, they're, they're they all pick up on it too. Because the freshmen bring such great energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I love is, at least the students that I work with, they're all freshmen. Don't get like relegated to the corner, you know. They they we we they get they get to jump in, you know, running just like everybody else does. And and because uh, I I work in the theater department, and we we get our casts we do auditions the second day, <laughs> you know, so, uh, welcome it's, to campus. it's exactly right. Get, welcome we'll to campus and, and, and boom, <laughs> you, you know, we're, we're going. And so we've got, we've got two casts, one for a show that I'm directing and one that my colleague Benji is directing. Uh, and, uh, and so it's kind of immersion by, uh, it's, 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 it's a complete immersion experience for these, for these kids, especially if they're brand new to campus. Cause we get them in a thing, we get them in some kind of show and, and start working with them right away. And, and, uh, and, uh, and so that's always really exciting and fun. So yeah. I'm, I, uh, it's kind of zero to 60 for me because, uh, you know, you're coming out of a, I can do my own schedule. I, I do a lot of prep work in the summertime, but I'm not on the clock. Uh, and so when you come to school and, and, and suddenly now it's like many long hour days for the first two, three weeks in September every year, mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh. That's sort of a, a jarring thing, especially for my family. I give a lot of uh, props to my my wife who has put up for that put up with that for the last twenty seven years. And uh, so, Sarah, if you're listening, thank you. You're the best.
1: <laughs> oh, she's listening. <laughs> Everyone listens to podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no, it's great. I I love it. I love the fall energy. Fall's my favorite season too. You know, it just it's just so great to see all the kids again.
1: And you guys have some new construction happening up there. I saw that your soccer field is it done? Yeah. Yep. They're building a new
0: soccer field. They've they've got brand new. I've never seen. I don't know how they can get something so flat, but it is the coolest looking flat (laughs) field. Uh, and, uh, and they got the press box all built up. It's science, Pete. (laughs) It's it's, science. (laughs) It is so great. And so it's, uh, yeah, they've got, uh, I don't know, the artificial turf out there, which is all more science. Uh, and, uh, and, and I, I, don't think they're playing any games on there right now. And I haven't had the chance to, to watch because of, I'm so immersed in, in the, the theater physics that I'm, that I'm working on right now. But, uh, it's it's going to be sweet. It's just it's looking really. It cool. It looks nice. It yeah. looks very nice.
1: Yeah. Um, so you mentioned theater physics, and yep. that's that's kind of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show today. Okay. Um. um so how many years is this the twenty sixth year? This
0: is the twenty sixth year. I was of looking back in our physics.
1: archives. Uh, we we met last year for the twenty fifth year. Yeah. And I got a chance to see. Uh, you guys rehearsing for that and seeing what goes into the uh, creation of theater physics. And it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Um oh, is, is it still as popular today as it used to be?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's hard to know because uh, people kind of come and grow and stuff. The theater physics is, um, should I describe what it is? That's my, my next uh, question was okay. like,
1: to explain for a listener exactly what this thing okay,
0: is. Okay, so theater physics is, if you can imagine, uh, in, in, in the whole realm of theater, there is the dramatic end of things where uh, maybe that is tied a little bit closely to a script, uh, tied closely to literature. Um, but then there's things like Stomp or Blue Man Group, When I was coming up, it was like the Flying Karamazov Brothers Uh, and uh, just things that are where do they fall in the in the realm of theater? Well, they obviously are theater, but they're not drama. Um, Well, in in theater physics, we are trying to maybe exploit that end of theater a little bit more. It's very physical. It's very I've had people describe it as it's sort of like Saturday Night Live skit comedy meets the circus. Uh, That's in a lot of ways really true. We do a lot of skits. Uh, it's very physical acting. Uh, it's usually very comic. It's very high energy, high octane stuff. And that's the first half of the show is basically these skits that we make up that are based in dance or based in pantomime or based in just a lot of heavy physical theater. And, uh, and then we end the show with a scripted thing that we devise ourselves because we want this to be a creative endeavor where we're trying to, uh, put new spins on old ideas and or just coming up with brand new ideas. And so we do a, a scripted skit at the end that is about it's it ends up end up being half the show or maybe a third of the show. And that's the only scripted thing that we um, that we maybe started before rehearsals begin. You know, so I last year I had some students say, Pete, it would be really fun if we did two plays on the same stage at the same time (laughs) Uh, I I kinda I I rolled with that idea I thought oh my goodness that came out of my acting two class last year and so uh, well what would it be the importance of being earnest and waiting for Godot or they came up with these ideas and and I I I never let go of that idea so this year uh, we thought well we'll try some stories that everybody's heard of so we picked just these nursery rhymes like the the big Bad. No, Little Red Riding Hood and the Three Little Pigs. That and we're so what we're doing this year on theater physics stage is we're putting those two stories together at the same time. What would it look like if those two things were on the same stage at the same time? And so, (laughs) with the kids, we've been kind of trying to get ideas, and we've been writing this stuff out. And so now we finally have that scripted out with this with the students. What I love about theater physics is it's sort of it's. I think it's the biggest thing on campus that is this a, a yearly offering where it's uh, Bethany's premier uh, exercise in creative, collaborative group work. All of us towards a single project that we have to put on, and there's a deadline. And there's nothing like a two-and-a-half-week deadline to really get the creative juices boiling.
1: So we have two-and-a-half so and weeks. You guys throw it together from scratch, right? yep. from the ground yeah. up. Everything is like...
0: Yep, we. I mean, we will borrow some. So, like YouTube, when we started this 26 years ago, where there, the, I don't even think I had a computer on my desk when I was at Bethany. Now YouTube is a thing, uh, and so that really changed thing. the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now there's videos of everything, and so we can kind of we. You know, people are. It used to be people would like they would talk to me and and give me ideas. This is what you should do for theater physics sometime, and I would write it in a book. And, I, and, and then I would bring it to the cast the next year, and then we would just start start going through the ideas. Now people are sending me links, and they're sending me ideas on YouTube or videos or funny things that they saw. Uh, and so we can take some of these ideas, and uh, and then we put our spin on them if, if we do borrow it. Uh, and uh, Or we just say, oh, this is a great idea. I saw this video too. What's the best of this, and what's the best of this? Can we mush them together and make our own thing? Uh, and it's it's just fun. It's fun to get creative with students because they are just eager, mm-hmm. uh, and this in- energizes me every year. It's exhausting, and I'm happy when it's over every year. But it's it's I'm always just super pumped when we're performing it because it, it the audiences just go crazy. It's just fun. So that's so the idea. D-
1: do you have the the initial idea though? I mean, do you do, do you kind of give them the seed of the idea, and then they um, contribute the to whole, well.
0: The, the, since the whole show on the front end is all skit based, uh, they they have a lot more contributions than maybe even I do. Uh, so I do have some ideas of what we're doing with. So, so the, the the short answer is yes, but the longer act answer is not all the time, and many times no. For instance, there were three acts this year that auditioned with things that I've never seen before, and I think we're just putting those straight up in the show. You, you know, their oh, wow. auditions are making it in. So, I, so I, I, I'm so. going to get to that, but I, okay. I, one thing
1: I want to ask you about is um, one thing that I noticed about you when I was watching rehearsal last year was how many times you said yes. Oh. Huh. There was a lot of know. ideas being thrown out, and You could have, as the longtime veteran guy who created this thing in the first place, could Uh have said no. We're gonna—that's not gonna work. I've done this forever. I know it works and what doesn't work. But the number of times you just said yes to these kids (laughs) and look on their faces when they saw that they got positive feedback and that their ideas mattered and that they were listened to was really was was great to see that.
0: Oh, that's that's nothing I've ever heard. That's cool. (laughs) I guess I didn't realize I was doing that, but it's. uh, But I guess. I guess for me, it's kind of the idea is they've got some great ideas. You you know, they've got a lot of fun things. I do tell them at the beginning of the whole rehearsal process is that I'm really interested in hearing what their ideas are. Um, But uh, there, there does come a time where we have to, we have to come up with maybe we've got this down to sort of a, a quasi sci- science, science. Thing. <laughs> I, I, so we figure as far as the timing goes, if we have like 16 short skits before the final big uh, scripted number at the end, then we're in good, we're in, we're in a good place. Um, well, that means that some things at some point have to get cut. And so the students do know that, you know, even, even if we have practiced this thing and we've, we're we're only taking the 16 best <laughs> yeah. you know and and uh and because that's what we have time for yeah because two of the nights we're doing two shows one after the other and they're only about two or three hours apart from one another so if we've got a show that's gone too long we just don't have time to set So up what's
1: the, the average length of a theater? the average show. length
0: is right around an hour and a half Okay. Um, and there's no intermission, but I'll just tell you the audience never notices because we are just burning. <laughs> We're or we, the kids are on stage, and yeah. it's just on. It's like a house on fire. The whole show.
1: So you had mentioned the audition process. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me let me get to that because okay. uh, it, it it sounds like um, from the audition process, the, the show is is it kind of built around the audition process because you said like yeah. several of the of the auditions are just oh, yeah. in the show this year. As it they is, were auditioned
0: and I want to know I want to know what these kids can do you know I mean i I'm from the very beginning uh when we started theater physics it was what do you what what do you bring to the table the you know and so there's not necessarily uh a script that they follow. I'll give them an obligatory reading, and maybe it's from just a children's book, or it's a shell Silverstein's poem, or mm-hmm. some kind of thing that they have to the read. But they can come in with their own thing. So what I tell them is, when when I used to work at the Renaissance Festival, I I remember there was a guy um, who was there, and he his shtick was he was gonna he was gonna put a matchbox and set it on fire. On the uh, on on the ground, and he was going to do a dive roll over the over this flaming matchbox. And and the thing is, this is not that impressive of a trick necessarily. But he spent the 20 minutes to build it up like it was the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. And so he sold it. And then he he and then at the end, so he he runs and he does the trick. Because he prepped and built the audience, hyped it up so much, the audience went bananas for him and he got an amazing amount of money in his hat <laughs> you know at the end of that. And so what I tell the students is whatever you do, sell it. Now if you're doing something completely unique, like you can swallow razor blades and make them come out on a string uh, or if you can yodel while skateboarding or if you can you know you know swallow swords, maybe you don't have to sell that as much because that's amazing, but if you're just going to go out there and, and do something that is kind of just goofy or whatever, then just come out and you just be, you sell it, sell it. And uh, and so many of the, uh, I, I do get walk-ons. I get people who weren't going to audition. Theater physics auditions are usually open, so there's usually a room full of people. Everybody's, you know, you get an audience to act, actually react to. And there's people who bail. There's some people say, oh, I'm too scared. And then there's others who, you know what? I can do that. I'm going to go up there and do it. And they just go up there, and and I'd say, you know, there's a good chance that they're in. A lot of times, I just pick those people because they're 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 raw and they're fun, you know. And I'm looking for people who want to be creative. I'm looking for people who who uh, who in their in, they're looking for a creative experience uh, begins college for them. They 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 uh, establish you know friendships uh, that are going to last you know all the rest of the year and longer. Uh, and and so, they don't need to
1: be theater no, majors, right? It no, can be any student on campus. No, I don't have honest. enough theater majors. Yeah, I, I've got
0: uh, I, I've got I. If we only relied on theater majors in in the theater department, we wouldn't be able to do shows. So at Bethany, we're a small school. We want anybody and everybody to to audition. I mean, I've got. Pre-med people. I've got math majors. I've got communications, music. Uh, I've got uh, sports science majors. All kinds of uh, people from across. It's just a giant crosscut of all sorts of people.
1: Is it that way just for theater physics, or do all your productions all have the theater Okay.
0: Yeah, we rely we rely on people uh, from from every discipline, hmm. and that's what's that's what's fun about it. That's what's really cool too. Is uh, we just get uh, we you know just. I don't know. There's a, a, the arts are strong at Bethany uh, and not just in theater. And music is super, super strong um, and, and visual arts, media arts, uh, studio art. Uh, all of these things are, are really strong at Bethany. And so I think that, you know, if, if we want to be a liberal arts campus, you know, we want people to be able to think on their feet. I think that's one of the great things about just doing theater in general is it helps you to, to be creative. It's different than a lot of arts even because what the opinion of the performer or the designer is, matters. Uh, And and so it really, it's a hotbed of creativity, uh, and and, uh, students are given just fantastic opportunities. And what's great about, since we're a small campus, we get kids doing really big things, in their in their second year <laughs> mm. you know uh but they can they can get involved like right away uh, we get i get it's not uncommon for me to have a lead in a show who's a freshman uh, it, it, uh, so there's not a great hierarchy. Uh, it, we're, 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 just, we're just getting people in, and uh, if they're best for the role, we're, we'll, we'll roll the dice on, pe- on people frequently. Mm. It's fun. You know, it's, uh, and and the, thing, the, the, the way the culture is at Bethany is the students know that, and they, I, I think that they're used to it, and, and uh, I think they appreciate it too. They don't feel like anything should be handed to them because they're a senior. You know, anybody could come in the door. And uh, our Anne of Green Gables last year was a freshman girl and she just, nobody was better than her for that particular role. She just nailed it, wow. you know? Uh, and uh, it's fun. It's just fun. I just like, I like all that stuff. Yeah. Am I saying fun a lot? I think I'm saying fun. Everything's fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the only thing you said more than fun is science. <laughs> science. <laughs> science
0: <laughs> is fun. <laughs> so I want to
1: ask you about, um, I, I, I was told, or I guess I've heard uh, over the years that it's, it, in terms of performing, being funny is one of the hardest things to do is that would that would that be true and if true or not i mean is it hard for some of these students to come in who maybe aren't natural performers to be funny to a level that you know audience members will find what they're doing to be funny and will laugh
0: yeah my experience with that one is i've heard that too and uh my my experience with that one is it's kind of just who how are you wired uh i i I think that uh for some people, comedy comes really easy mm-hmm. uh, and for other people serious stuff comes easily uh and um and that said, some of my most dramatic... That, like the the, the highlights uh, uh, on the Bethany stage of, of of dramatic roles that I've ever seen students do. Sometimes the the uh, those were comedians; those were kids who were super funny, didn't know they could do something dramatic, and then just killed it, nailed mm-hmm. it. You know, I love experiences like that. I don't know how I I often go back to remember the movie, The Dead Poet Society. Yeah. It was one of the Robin Williams' first serious roles. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was funny in it too, but. But Robin Williams, we all knew him. I'm you know, growing up like you probably knew him as Mork, you know, from yep. Mork and Mindy and, and uh I I remember just oh my that guy's just so funny. He's just super funny all
1: the time. All well, his stand-up routines were like oh, watching a guy on cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, and just an interview. Sometimes those interviews are almost uncomfortable because he would just take yeah. over, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh but when when he was doing Dead Poet Society and and, and uh and it's this it's this very sobering role for him. I thought it was just incredibly brilliant. And I I think I, I run into that, I, I see that. I see that more than I see people go the other way, where they're serious actors and then they try the comedy. Um, but I have but I have seen it. I, I've seen kids who uh, I never knew were funny and then all of a sudden, man, their junior and senior year, they are like the funniest person on stage. Why didn't we see that earlier? Mm-hmm. One of those is my son. My, my son, I'm gonna cough one second. <clears throat> so sorry about that. Um, my, I, 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 I know. Okay, so I know my son. I've <laughs> known him since he was very small, uh, and uh, he would be in high school, and he would get these serious, kind of angsty roles. Uh, and I never saw him audition with anything really funny until he was like a sophomore, and then suddenly he kind of blew my mind with a few uh, hilarious roles of shows that I was not directing. Uh, and now I see him on stage as a, a, a comic actor and I never thought that before. Do you,
1: do you think that if you had been directing that would have come out?
0: Well, maybe, I guess we would, we would have had to have seen, he seen it, but uh uh, sadly I did not necessarily.
1: <laughs> because I maybe, maybe he maybe he felt it. freer to be to oh, that's a good explore point. a new a new direction with a guy who didn't that, have expectations that of what could he be. could do.
0: Yep. That, that's a that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, he's, he's probably uh, a Robin Williams his whole life. Could, and you wouldn't yeah. let it come out. Yeah. What's, you. Fun, what's fun is that uh, Hans and I uh, sometimes now sit down and we write scripts together. And that's just a fun thing where we just crack each other up because now it's just uh, he's uh, we're doing creative stuff together. Not necessarily to, to for, you know, for other people to perform. We, mm-hmm. we, we, one of his uh, things that he had to do f- last year for his senior project was uh, we were, we did The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and we wrote the adaptation of that together because that was going to be part of his senior project. And uh, and so he had all these ideas of where he wanted to take it and what he wanted to do. It was his idea that we should really make it rhyme because he thought that would add a li- sort of a literary quality to that other adaptations of Sleepy Hollow haven't had. Um, and but it should still be fun. The legend of Sleepy Hollow does have a lot of humor. It's very fun. It's not just a headless horseman. Um, but it's uh, I just remember last summer us going through that, just sitting together and just cracking each other up, you know. And uh, and so now I think of him as actually a really funny guy. <laughs> 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 so you know, who knows?
1: Things like that happen. Boy, well, the people you meet in college. I right? guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I you wish you, I knew him you, earlier. You met your own son. <laughs> um, so back to theater physics, what, um, it is, it's such an unusual production. Yeah. What, so as a theater student, what do they learn by being in this? Learn about theater, learn about themselves? About
0: theater physics particularly? Yes. Okay, uh, I think what what is great about it is we don't often have... I was once told by a teacher of mine... Uh, this was even when I was in graduate school, that creativity cannot be taught, uh, that it's it's uh, you, he, he said it's like teaching talent. You can't teach talent. You either have it or you don't. Um, and I I didn't agree with that. Uh, and now I really don't agree with that uh, because creativity is much more of a process um, now. That said, some people have a greater proclivity for it than others, perhaps. Uh, You know, I'm a juggler, but there is going to be that 12-year-old juggler who can juggle nine balls, and I will never—I've tried— I've tried for many years to juggle even seven balls, and I can't perform it. You're and, you stuck know. at six, huh? Yeah, I'm stuck at six. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I can do that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, now I'm down to three. I don't even think I do numbers in my show anymore. But uh, but he's even it, I can do three. Come yeah, on. come on, man. Perfect. <laughs> it's it's you know it's it's what you, it's hot. I sell it. I, I got to right. sell it. <laughs> but uh, but theater physics is is the uh, it's it's basically. This idea that no, you can teach creativity, it's a process, uh, and so it starts with brainstorming, it starts with, uh, um, you know, giving ideas a shake before you cut them. Uh, and and there, I love a book that is by Roger von Eck called The uh, A Whack on the Side of the Head. There's another one by uh Ruggiero called The Art of Thinking, which deals a lot with creativity, too. Um, but all of them, no matter, and even, man, even my, uh, I've got a theater textbook that is um, a, uh, a design textbook that talks about the design process. But you want to, it's so funny how it just echoes the creative process. It's basically take ideas, don't say no right away, audition them, mull them around for a while. And only once you have uh, kind of looked at all the facets of the jewel, then you can bring in the judge and say, okay, no, we 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 can do this. And so theater physics is very much teaching students what is the process of creativity, which to me is, I think, invaluable in whatever discipline you go into. Uh, you you run into, in any job, those people who are sticks in the mud, who are not going to innovate, who are not going to try the new thing. And to me, I think those are the ones who, who uh, maybe just sort of fall second place to those who are going to take a ball and try and run with it move move it to the next level start kicking it up the ladder and see see what ideas you know you're never you're, you're never going to know what sticks to the wall <laughs> until you actually throw it against the wall mm. you, you know and uh and i think that that's that's the value of theater physics is it's it's creativity immersion is what it is and i i think that that's uh that's that speaks to what i what i feel the value of it is um but uh, but then the other there's there's the other obvious theater components to it where it's it's like there are more teams than just like say an athletic team you know there's going to be if you're in an ensemble in 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 a, a band or if you're uh, working with an, an ensemble in a theater piece it's teamwork you're learning how to work with people you're learning how to uh, create uh, we're gonna we're gonna create this thing towards a product and we're all in it together, and, and uh, you got one person who's maybe the director, and that, that's true in any kind of um, work environment, too. And now, want you all on board, let's go. Uh, I think the, the, the students learn a lot about it's important to build up excitement, because if everybody's excited about a thing, then we, we produce something better together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's one thing that the theater department at Bethany really finds value in. We love when the students are excited. If the students are excited about a thing, that feeds us. That feeds them. It becomes this circle, and and uh, and, w- and we love what we're doing. And so, uh, that's uh, that's what's exciting about, I guess, theater holistically at Bethany. So probably theater holistically everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: All right. So, is there a theme for this year's theater physics before we move on to a different topic? Um, there, I mean, there are some. Do you give it in, like a subtitle every year? No. No. no? Th- we
0: have in the past, uh, like one year I know we bought. We bought the town out of plungers. We bought every plunger in town. So we had like 50 plungers. And I mean if it, I went to, I remember when there was a Woolworth's in town. We went to CNS, we went to ShopCo. This was this was before Walmart was even in town.
1: Where was the Woolworth?
0: <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a Woolworth's? Wasn't it Woolworth's?
1: I think there was one in town actually. Now that I think about Madison it. Madison
0: East there? I remember going in there and buying every plunger they had. <laughs> and so I brought every so if you had a toilet problem that year, you had to see me because so I looks had on them.
1: the faces of all these uh, clerks like how <laughs> yeah, right. many why what does do you, one guy need 17 plungers? That's
0: exactly right. <laughs> yep, I had them. I had all the plungers. And so I brought them brought them to the stage, threw them in the middle of the stage and said, "Okay, gang, this is th- this year's show." everything has to somehow do with plungers. And so we shot plungers out of potato cannons and stuck them to the wall. I made the biggest dart gun I've ever seen. We, we, we did plunger throwing, we did plunger juggling, we did a Jewish bottle dance, but instead of bottles on guys' heads, it was plungers. We resuscitated people with plungers. We had a plunger uh, uh, cable car that had a plunger propeller and plunger landing gear, you, you name it. It was theater on a stick that year. And so, yeah, that was the theme. Uh, we did it with kazoos one year, one year we did it with bullhorns, you know, those megaphones. Um, this year we do have a recurring prop, but I wouldn't say that the, uh, that the show is a, that I wouldn't say that it's enough to make it a theme for the show. So we haven't really had a theme in a long time, Okay. but, uh, it's, uh, the poster, I mean, I'm looking at the poster right now has the big bad wolf on it. And that has a lot to do with the, 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 okay. the three pigs, little red riding hood uh, thing, okay. but that's not that's only the last skit so
1: okay so where are you from originally are you from are you a townie are you a mankato guy
0: nope i am from brooklyn center <clears throat> minnesota uh
1: so oh, that's right i ran into your dad one time at a parade oh you did yeah up there because my um my kids were in lancers and we were walking through the following the lancer through the parade one day and the guy stopped me and asked me if and he said he was your dad <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Do you know Pete Yeah, I know Pete Bladel. Oh, my goodness. That's that's
0: hilarious. When was
1: that? This would have been six years ago, five years ago. Oh, my goodness. My daughter was still in. And uh, it's back when Park Center yeah. had a marching band. And then they ended their program. Oh, they did? Not long after that. Oh, I didn't even
0: know that. Yeah, I went to Park Center High School. Uh, went uh, to... Um, Parks before oh or Northview uh, Junior High School and then Orchard Lane Elementary School so right there in the Brooklyn Center Brooklyn Park area that's where I grew up it's very unrecognizable to me now when I go up there not none of the cool landmarks that I ever went to. the hangouts, you know, we the Brooklyn Boulevard, we would cruise up and down mm-hmm. Friday nights and stuff. All that stuff seems to be gone, but it's it's much more urban now. You was a little bit more like just on the outskirts of farmland there.
1: It does seem yeah. to be just sort of a part of Minneapolis, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I didn't know that about their marching band. I was in their marching band. They, they oh, ended really? the program. Oh, what about? Yeah, them? they
1: were kicking ass for years, and then oh, they, and then and then for a couple of years they went downhill. I think. Yeah. They may have transitioned to a field marching band oh, versus a street marching I got band.
0: You. I remember, yeah, I remember we would practice marching band and we would walk through the streets of town, you know, and we would we would march all over all over Brooklyn Center and Brooklyn Park. And what did you play? I well, in marching band, I played the tuba. I played the <laughs> sousa. I had this biggest sousaphone uh, on on my person, uh, but in band, I played baritone horn. Okay, I was never very good. I, but I, I, I enjoyed marching band a lot. Can you,
1: could fun. you still play a baritone if you had to today?
0: I could maybe do a scale. I okay. don't know. I, it wouldn't probably be, be very good. I, I yeah. and We might I don't have a know.
1: baritone here. We can probably see if that's true. <laughs> Find a baritone work. <laughs> do a quick chromatic scale for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I could do it. I, I probably could. Not right out of the gate. I yeah. think I, can, you know, if you gave me five minutes, I could manage it. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, then you went to college somewhere. Yeah,
0: I went to Bethany. I, you I went to Bethany. I, I, okay. Yeah, Bethany was a two-year school. Uh, I hated Bethany. And, Why did you uh, come here? I uh, got a call from a guy. A admissions guy called me. Uh, my, 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 um, it, my brothers and sisters went to Bethany. It, it's a. It was a church school. I was interested in a church school. Uh, I'm a Lutheran kid. It's a Lutheran school. My. Siblings went there. Guy called me. I took a. Was like, it a Westfall? It had No, Westfall it was Steve Yeager. Kind. Steve Yeager oh, yeah, called okay. me, and okay. uh, and so I uh, I came and took a tour. It was really small, uh, and and so I liked it when I when I took the tour. I thought, oh yeah, this this will be neat. But when I arrived at Bethany, since I went to Park Center High School, my graduating class was five hundred and seventy five people. Mm-hmm. Bethany at the time, I think, was three hundred something. So my. I was like, "Where are the people? Uh, there, there's nobody 300 here. People. yeah. My tiny. whole graduating class is bigger than this place." Um, and that, right around Christmas time, that just faded away. That's when I learned Bethany is just a special place. Uh, but I, and that was growing because I had some fantastic teachers like Dennis Marzolf and and Sig Lee. Who Dennis Marzolf teaches choir and even yet teaches choir at, at Bethany is the one is uh, the chair of the music department. But the guy who um, was very influential on me as far as theater goes was Sig Lee. And, and uh, I don't know, it's like I, I just ended up, these are the, these are, I just sort of d- decided these are the people. These people are fantastic people. Uh, it, it's amazing uh, I, how it changed for me. Uh, after that, then Bethany was in my blood. Uh, it was only a two-year school, so then I went to Gustavus um, and then I went to and I did my graduate work at MSU but I went back to Bethany and I helped Sig uh, do a, a number of plays he needed some set design which I helped him with he needed some lighting design that I helped him with and then I was helping him direct some uh, I guess I'd be an assistant director to him uh, so he really he really just gave me a lot of interesting and fun opportunities you know that I, th- I thought were, were great um, and then when uh, I got my degree. Sig, uh, Sig retired, and I, I, I threw my hand in the ring, you know, and I've been at Bethany ever since. It's just been a great blessing, I think.
1: So it's been at least twenty-six years.
0: Yeah, this is my twenty-seventh year <laughs> okay. at Bethany. Yeah.
1: So you started uh, theater physics like the, the second year you were there.
0: Yeah, because I was an adjunct the first year, uh, okay. so I was not full-time, and I don't think I had any pull. <laughs> 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 Part of my load was uh, when I. When I got, the, I got the full-time gig the following year, and they, uh, they said, well, as part of your load, you need to do a, a one-act play. Uh, and I didn't really care for one-act plays <laughs> at the time. My, my opinion has changed a little bit about that uh, now. But uh, I did like vaudeville, and I liked all this physical stuff. So I thought, I'll make a... a we'll, my first year here, we'll just make a physical show. We'll just make something, when, and I'll audition kids for certain talents that they have. What do they have? What do they bring to the table? Uh, and um, I was really influenced by uh, also Theater de la Jeune Lune. They oh, were in yeah. the Twin Cities. They were a really interesting company. Uh, and so I, I, I saw Cyrano there. Oh yeah, they did some really cool. Stuff. I saw Tartuffe by those mm-hmm. guys. Very physical. Very very interesting yeah, great. Uh, stuff. And so um, I thought I would, you know, try something like that at, at, at Bethany. When we first did theater physics, uh, it was not well attended. I think people thought it was a science lecture.
1: Uh, that's what I thought it was <laughs> when I first heard of it.
0: And, and then the second night, it was full. <laughs> you know, they people word of mouth happened like immediately, and mm-hmm. then and then it was a full night uh, after that. Um, and then and full ever since, right? Yeah, really. I mean, we, we, give or take, uh, we still mm-hmm. keep it free. We want people to come. It's great for families, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and 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 uh and so it was uh Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how it got going for me. That's how I started at Bethany. So this is my, yeah, this is my I always count how many years I've been at Bethany by how many 20 I always add a year to how many theater physics there have been. So it's 26 theater physics. So I must be at Bethany 27 years, I mm. guess that's how it works.
1: All happy times I assume.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, of course not. You know, and there's politics everywhere. Yeah, you, you know, every every time uh, there there's there's going to be things to uh, that uh anywhere you work, there's always going to be, you know, some kind of thing that happens. But it's weird because I've been there through this is my third president, you, you know, oh, yeah. at, at Bethany now and, and every uh every administration kind of has their own collective personality. Who is the know?
1: best president?
0: <laughs> how do i answer that question i can't the current say, president i can't say the, I, the current, president, the current right? president is the best president <laughs> i i i have i have uh, a great amount of admiration for all of those who were presidents at bethany they were it's that's a that's a i think to be a college president is a hard gig i think that would be that would be really tough for anybody to be uh and uh yeah uh, it's just that's a that's you know you you you're trying to meet expectations you're trying to keep a, a you know a, a college solvent oh, there's so many things you have to deal with yeah I'm so glad I don't have to do that so if somebody else has to worry about that so that I can work at Bethany and do creative things with students, I'm very grateful
1: let so. me ask you about your faith Pete okay um on Bethany's website on your bio page and I assume maybe all the bio pages <laughs> um it's kind of a general statement, and says a Christ-centered approach to teaching is at the very heart of the Bethany Lutheran College Theater curriculum. Yeah, we will study plays and all types of genres, and all of them will be examined through the lens of Christ. Yeah, um, how does this play out in the day-to-day classroom work? You know,
0: we'll we acknowledge that not everybody at Bethany is Christian. Uh, who are students, you know, I, I, the, the, the faculty are, uh, it, that's, uh, that's kind of who we are, you know? So, I mean, to, to work at Bethany, you, you, you're, uh, you're signing on, you, you know, basically. And, and, right. uh, and I've, I've been a Christian, Christianity has been a, a, a part of my life since I was a little kid. Uh, and, um, and so, uh, in, in the classroom, it, it manifests itself in different ways. But we'll I think some people get this misconstrued idea that oh Bethany does the Bible plays, and I don't really know what that means because uh, and, and we don't you know. But but it does temper what we can do or what we will do. You know, there's there's uh, Paul Hustles who was one of my uh, teachers when I was in graduate school. Uh, a fantastic theater theater artist, you know, and and what he's he's got the gift of. He's a great producer, too, and he knows he knows what audiences want to see and, and 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 what's hip and new and happening now in theater and stuff. But I remember taking the directing class with him, uh, and he said, "You can't direct what you find is immoral," you know. And and I found that very telling and interesting, you know, because uh, I, I think that that's true for anybody. Then you, you know, if, if anybody, uh, whether you believe what I believe. And i you know, I I I'm I believe in in the Bible. You know, I'm a I'm a Christian guy. That's what I'm going to believe in. That's my that's basically my path for life. I'm I'm looking at the Bible as as the uh, the uh, basically my my direction for for what I want to do artistically and how I want to lead my life. Um, but let's say I didn't believe in the Bible. Well, then I still have a kind of a moral compass. It's just going to be a different one. So I'm going to. Not direct shows that you know fly in the face of my morality. Well, it just so happens that my morality is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be steered by what scripture it, you know purports, and and so I I I I basically use that as as my compass. However, we will read plays in class that are quite challenging. Uh, that might be things we could never direct uh, or never put or produce on on on, on the stage. But we we read them and we we look at those things uh, and uh, we kind of piece them apart. Like, what's great about this? What isn't great about this? What is the author's intent here? Um, and 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 students get to chime in. You know, students get to say whatever they want. And some students, you know, love the things. Some 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 don't love the things. You know, and uh, and so I think that to me that's what education is. I think that some people get this idea that that Bethany is kind of this cloistered small little you know convent on the hill. Uh, and I think nothing could be further from the truth. You know, we're, we're real world, uh, but we've got we've got a, a compass that is is determined by what what scripture tells us. And, and so the way I want to do things the way how I want to be as an artist is completely tempered by uh, by the scripture. Uh, now, I don't ever remember doing a Bible play on our stage we do we do uh plays that are are famous big plays or we write our own stuff um that said i do have some cool ideas for a neat nativity show i i want to write (laughs) you know sometime in the future that that, that's something i really want to do um but uh but we we will we it's it's a lot of a lot of stuff that is out there for in the theater canon is very politically volatile or yeah. is very activist oriented and stuff as an artist. That's not stuff that even particularly appeals to me anyways. Uh, I okay. don't know that that has anything to do with my, my, my faith, but, um, but my faith then does play into, you know, I'm, I'm uh, okay. I'm a pro-life guy. Let's just put, that's a political stance. I can quickly name. Uh, and, and so one, one year I did, uh, a play uh... that is uh... Basically, it's it's a really interesting play, actually. Uh, but it, the the plot of the play it was written by Emily Kimball, who is uh, also a, a Bethany alum and works in the department now. She was not working in the department then, but she was a student of mine. She was a playwriting student, wrote this fascinating script, and I thought, well, we'll try this. But Did the you whole guys hire her. Full-time? She's uh, not full time, but she is our customer at Bethany, and she's teaching some sh- some classes in an she's adjunct great. capacity. She's fantastic, <laughs> just great. Um, but uh, she wrote this thing where okay, you've got this this guy who's who's on, uh, in the play and he's talking with his mom, it's this mother-daughter, or I'm sorry, this son-mother relationship and well, after time goes on, you learn that he doesn't exist. He's he, She's just talking to this this entity that doesn't exist because he is... Uh, the child she aborted so many years ago. Uh, and so she's got letters, stacks of letters from him and all this other stuff. So you learned that after a while it was this, she must have written the letters herself yeah. and stuff. And it was, it's, it's a very interesting, touching piece. Um, but, uh, but it, it's, uh, you know, I guess in a sense, I never looked at it as necessarily a political piece, but it kind of is. Um, but uh I, I think that so often when we think of social justice, social justice doesn't usually come from the right. Social justice almost usually—I can't—I can't think of too many other ways, but it all, almost always comes from the left. But this was one that sort of came from the right, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, and it and it was great. But that's kind of how you know that that's that's about as activisty as I've really felt like I've ever ever been. I like the classics a lot. I like doing. Uh, uh, new spins on Shakespeare, like I said, we just did the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Um,
1: You've got a handful of seufication, yeah, of yeah. We've seufified things. Here. You guys, yep. get a lot of those. We
0: do, we do generate a lot of original scripts at Bethany, um, and maybe haven't given this a great deal of thought, but it is, it is very possible that because uh, there is seems to be sometimes this lack of, 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 uh, of substantive. Uh, uh material that uh is coming out for theater right now that isn't activisty uh but that kind of forces us to write and so we've we, you know if if we're creative and if we say we're creative then we better put our our money where our mouth is and be creative people and and come up with drama and uh you know dramatic literature that that uh that we do like
1: you've written a lot that have, it's actually gotten um some accolades. I remember you did uh oh, was yeah. it the Jam Jar Sonnets? Sure. We did Jam Jar well we Sonnets. Saved. Yeah, that guy. Ice come. House Madrigals.
0: Uh, yep, Ice House Madrigals is uh uh Yeah. Uh I Jam Jar is is a show that we got um we we're part of a consortium of different colleges all across the country that have uh, theater departments uh called the Kennedy Center American College mm-hmm. Theater Festival. And uh we were we Benji inniger who is uh, my my colleague in the department, and I he helped with the music and stuff, and we wrote this musical called Jam Jar Sonnets, which then later got picked to go and be produced down in um, Overland Park in the Kansas City area, yeah. and uh, and that that was a uh, one of my uh, I was very proud of, of of what we had what we what we did with the with the students. But, you know, being a playwright, it's a hard thing because you look back at your stuff and you go, oh, man, there's so much stuff I would change now. Yeah. There's so many things I would think I would make better or or what was I thinking when I wrote that? And Jam Jar is no exception. You know, there's we get it published and it's and it's uh, and it's fine. But I I, I still it, maybe that's an artist mentality where you're just never totally sad. You always feel like, oh, I can always do better. Yeah. or I always feel like there's something I would I would like to change. And so being an artist is humbling Uh you 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 take the accolades when you can get them a lot of times you don't get them and you take the pain because there's going to be people who hate the stuff that you're doing too and then that's hard because it's your baby you know you yeah. did this thing you put all the time into it uh and so when people are are um, have some harsh criticisms of it that's that's hard to take but so it, being being a, an artist is is kind of a it, it's like you're, you're laying your soul out there for people to Hopefully, get something out of it, or maybe they don't, and you got to take the good with the bad. And yeah. sometimes that's just a, a difficult road to to go down. Yeah, but you know, it's also I I think it's the the rewards outweigh the uh, the negatives, and so that's why I
1: like just I I like keeping on keeping on. Before we get too far off this topic of um, uh your, the the faith, I I, I sure. did want to ask you uh, as I warned you before, <clears throat> um, I'm wondering if you have if you ever had any students who challenge you on, um, I guess, the positions of the church or the school, and I'm reminded of um, when the Equality Ride bus came through, yep. um, and a, a, as you know, they are um, a pro-LGBTQ yeah. um, rights organization, and they came to Bethany uh, yep. specifically to challenge the school. Yep. Um, so I'm just wondering if you've ever had any students who, uh, they wanted to come to to Bethany for their own reasons but they don't believe maybe they don't believe in what the church and then the college stand for and if you've had yeah. you've had any students in your class who have you know you know uh
0: oppose that I think that uh in general there've been there've been some students who have who have uh done that on campus um I think I've been I I can't I'm trying to think there are not a lot of I know this I know that uh I've 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 got uh there are there are kids who are uh who identify as homosexual or who I uh, identify you know in in one way or the other I can never say that acronym right the the lg I, have, I can never get it but so but but homosexual we'll say uh and uh and um for the most part they know why they're at bethany uh and uh and they kind of honor, <laughs> I guess, the, the, they don't, you know, if they, if they disagree with the, the, the creed of the college or whatever, we just kind of keep on going, you know, and, and I think they respect us and we respect them. I mean, it's uh, not like you
1: guys are not upfront about. Yeah what you are, what you stand for. Right
0: on. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they're coming to Bethany, they, 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 they know what they're getting in. They know what they, they, yeah. I mean, our, our mission statements right out everywhere to see, yep. uh, I think it's posted in every building. Uh, and, and, and so the, you know, I, I know that I'm, I'm teaching kids who, who are not Christians. Uh, I'm teaching kids who have, uh, you know, perhaps, uh, religious druthers that, that are, are different than the colleges. But for for the most part, in my experience at Bethany, uh, if if we're if 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 we honor them, they honor us. Does that make some kind of sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I uh, I, of course, you know, I, I, I believe that the the Bible is the truth. I believe it's the inerrant root word of God. And so I don't I don't necessarily. I'll pray in class. maybe not. It doesn't happen every day, But, you know, somebody had a bad day. I'll say, "Hey, let's pray for this person quick." Uh, and we'll do that. Um, and um and so that kind of stuff happens and and everybody joins in and and, uh, and if they don't, it's fine. <laughs> you know, that's that's their thing. Uh, and but I've never had anybody come up to me and and just get in my face about. You know what you believe is junk, and you know yeah. this and that. And so I I think that honor goes both ways. If 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 you're uh, courteous and kind to people, um, you know Ephesians four thirty two is be kind and compassionate to one on, one another. Uh, and and so we try to be, <laughs> you, you know, uh, and uh, forgiving each other just as in Christ Christ forgave you. Uh, if you live your life, you know. You never want to there's the law and there's the gospel but the gospel is what saves people you know uh and and so if you're uh there's no we're not beating anybody over the head with the law you, you know uh, the law exists for all of us i'm a sinner i'm a deep sinner i, I sin badly and that's why i need to be saved by an, an all-powerful savior who can save me uh i believe it i want to be saved and so i uh uh you know, and I want other people to know that, that that I believe that's the truth and that it's the truth for them, too, whether they believe it or not. Um, but I'm not going to force it, <laughs> not going to force that down anybody's throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just happy. I love people. I love people of all kinds. I, I love to teach them. Uh, and I, my experience has been, you know, uh, I want to treat them the way they that I would like to be treated. And I guess in my experience, I have been.
1: All right. I guess that's. The best way I can sum it up. All right, um, b- before I keep you here all morning, Pete, let's let's uh, move on to some other topics. Sure. Um, I want to ask about your side, your side gig, sort okay. of. Um, you do magic and you and you do juggle. I did joke earlier about the juggling, but yep. you actually do juggle very well. Oh, well, and as you I mentioned tried. at the, you've been you've done it at the Renaissance Festival, which is yep. kind of the world series of yep. weird performance. Oh, I learned I
0: learned so many <laughs> weird things there. Yeah.
1: So what for you, what what creative itch does that scratch for you? Why why do you why do you keep doing that after all these years? It just fun? Just like having a good time? Yeah, Is it just fun.
0: I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, you know, I just really enjoy it. I, I really like I really like performing. Um I like uh I like so I I started juggling in high school and then I got to be the juggler at right out of high school I, I got to be the juggler at Valley Fair. And I think I got five dollars and forty cents an hour. The juggler? Yeah, I was Pete the Juggler. That was my title. (laughs) 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 I had to wear these horrible polyester knickers, uh, and I mean, I got a rash. We should dig up some photos of that. I'm sure there are some somewhere. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I, you know, I was basically juggling. I'd have to do a one show every hour. Uh, and the show was about a half hour long or 45 minutes long because I also had to like, stroll. You know, So I had to do a stage show and then stroll, and then I got 20 minutes off every hour. And so I did that for $5.40 for each of those shows. So that's, I think that's what minimum was back then or something. It was like just above minimum wage back then. Uh, so that's 1986. But that was one of the greatest summers because now I was learning how to perform. Because now it it, it got me in front of an audience. And so, yeah, I was just the kid in high school who was, like, in the cafeteria juggling all the time, annoying everybody. Oh, that's that juggler kid. What a nerd. Then now I'm at Valley Fair doing it six times a day. I had to, like, learn how to – I had to come up with lines. I had to, like, come up with, you know, what are the tricks I'm going to do for an audience. Um, and, and so suddenly I felt, I really do point to that as that was the summer I learned how to be a performer where I learned how to connect with an audience because for me, it ended up I was really hardcore into juggling. I mean, I used to juggle five clubs in my show. I used to uh, practice seven balls. Never could perform seven balls very well, but I, I, I had some runs with seven balls where I was doing it for like you know forty-five <laughs> seconds or something. But I could never perform it well. You had some but, runs with seven balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great, <laughs>
1: great comment. <laughs>
0: Oh boy! <laughs> but it was. Uh, I. 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 I can't. <laughs> the older I get, the more it is about you know. When I go out and do those shows now, I'm. I'm just juggling three things. You know, I'm. I'm doing the, the three clubs is good enough. Yeah. And because I just want to have fun with the audience now, so now I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I, I. My rapport with the audience is the most important thing. If you hire me, it's because I know how to do that. Because. Okay. I can. Uh, I, I can teach people to juggle, but it's really hard. To teach people how to be a performer, working with the audience, getting people out of the audience, doing other stuff, unless you just get them doing it. You know, and and so for me, that was like baptism by fire. That was my immersion experience. Uh then I went to the Renaissance Festival. The great thing about the Renaissance Festival was learning tricks, just learning stuff from people who were better than me. Uh and I learned from a guy named Tui Wilson, who's still out at the Renaissance Festival. I love Tui. He is the best. Oh, and I man, basically learned how to do is ball fantastic. spinning. I, he he taught me how to do ball spinning. He, what kind of balls? He's still there. Oh, he's still doing it, and he's he still great. looks like he's 16, but he's a grandpa. But anyway, fantastic guy. Uh, and uh, and so he made me a mouth stick. Uh, you know, I, I I basically learned how to do ball spinning, which is a big part of my show now, um, and um, and those things. So I was there at the Renaissance Festival for two years, and after that, I just started doing freelance stuff, and so now people hire me. Um, they hire me a little bit less I think just because you know you get older I think you start losing some appeal Um, but uh, I still love doing it I I love making people happy I love making people laugh if I can get people to sort of escape from their day Mm -hmm. you know then that's great I think that I also like doing it because I teach theater I think it's important uh, for a theater professor to still you you know if, if, if I'm teaching performing I should still kind of be able to do it
1: so, uh, do you are, are you familiar with ratemyprofessor.com? Yeah, yeah, I am. So, one of the comments on there, I th-
0: I've seen a few of them. Yeah, I don't know how old those are, but they're not great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just read one. I've got several here. I'm just going to read <laughs> one to you. Amazing professor with a lot of real life experience will cherish the time in all his classes and loved his magic tricks. If anyone figures out how he bent the fork, please post. <laughs> what's the, what's the, what what is that?
0: Oh, it's the mental, you know, it's the mentalist trick where uh-huh. there is Yuri Geller back in the day who would like tell everybody he was going to bend spoons with his mind and stuff. Well, I got a fork trick where I can, I can bend, bend the fork, you, you know, and, and, uh. And it's, it's it, there's a brand of magic trick because I'm doing more magic now than I'm doing juggling. Okay. Uh, I guess I didn't say that. The, the, now, somewhere in my 30s, I really started doing more magic because I could practice that sitting on the couch watching television mm-hmm. juggling. You can't. You basically need a gym or you, or you ruin your ceiling. So I could just sit there with my wife and work on card tricks or whatever. Well, you take the fork, you know, and you wiggle it around and you're basically just holding it between your thumb and index finger. And it's kind of weird when if if it can actually bend. And so I would I would I do magic tricks for my classes sometimes and and that's that's the fork trick.
1: Is it just <laughs> so is part of that to um I mean, you are you are beloved by your students. Sure. Well, I hope so. you, is that not something always. that you work at? Well, n- not always. <laughs> sure, because another comment. Yeah. <laughs> definite egomaniac. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about him. Make him feel good about himself, and you'll be fine. <laughs> and that's like I think that one's
0: like twelve <laughs> years old already. Yeah, those go up and they never come down. <laughs> I have no idea who says these things. But so, uh, so
1: just wondering. I mean, is part of doing magic tricks with your students? Um. Are you sort of trying to build in um, rapport? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like- Because that's f- a
1: fun thing to see a professor do. Yeah.
0: I, I, I remember um, seeing on TV, there was this- uh, Hmm. remember the show That's Incredible I can't oh, remember yeah, if it was on Real People it was on Real People there was a show called Real People oh, and there so was a, a physics professor who would like do all these cool things where he would like he'd show everybody you know about mass and and uh, and so he lo- laid down on a bed of nails and he would have his students help him and yeah. he'd do all these fun science stunts uh, and and uh, I thought man the coolest thing about that is how, how, how he's just getting the kids involved in junk uh, and so I I like doing that I like I like you know just you know before I, I tell my intro class it's usually just my intro class but uh, I, I, I tell them if you come a little bit early to class I'll tell you what I'll, I'll make I'll do magic tricks and stuff. And so a lot of times they they come to class early. That's another benefit is that it entices them. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I like doing magic tricks. I like seeing the expressions on their faces and stuff like that. I like, I, I'm a comedian kind of guy. I like being, you know, fun and funny. And so I feel like if they can, if they can see me as not stiff, uh, it helps me teach them. So that's, it's sort of a, that's the means to the end for me.
1: So the fork trick, just so we're clear, <laughs> it's just an average fork. You just wiggle, it, it, and it, it looks like it's bending. I don't, I don't. Do I don't, want, I don't want people thinking that I'm wiggling. You have, a, you have a special fork you bought at the magic shop. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's, just, it's
0: a it's a Walmart fork. It's not the greatest fork in the world, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, there is a trick to it. I am not actually bending anything with my mind. But y- you know, you you play the you pl- you play the swami, and you kind of go right, 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 okay. and it's fun. So are
1: you still with the divers? Yep,
0: yep. We are playing tomorrow. Oh, I'm juggling tomorrow at the Rock Bend Folk Festival. I don't know when people will be listening to this, but uh, this Uh, is – Probably not in time for Rock Bend. That's fine. That's fine. It'll be up next week. We'll be be, uh, playing tomorrow at 1 o'clock at the Rock Bend Folk Festival. And then ju- I'll be juggling later at 3 o'clock at the Rock Bend Folk Festival. And so uh, we've been performing. You have a costume change there for that, since the too, beginning. You mean, do you put I think the I do change my shirt just to <laughs> just because I'm moving from one sweaty thing to the other. Uh, but uh, Rock Band Folk Festival, to me, is one of the gems, is one of the coolest things in this area. Uh, I just think that they can actually get a music festival that's that cool, where they can actually pay the musicians, and it's free for everybody. I just think that's how do they do it? I just don't even know. I just think that uh, people in this area, if they're not taking advantage of Rock Bend Folk Festival, they don't know what they're missing because mm. it is just one of the coolest things in the area. I love it. So we've, you- been, we've been playing uh, with the divers. There was only one year that we haven't played at the Rock Bend Folk Festival. We've been there from the very beginning, and I have juggled at every one of them. I've, I've, I've juggled and done magic tricks at uh, absolutely every uh, Rock Bend Folk Festival. Hope the weather's good. Heard it might be rainy.
1: So how long the divers been a thing?
0: 1991, I think. Is is when we got started?
1: And who who's who's the lineup right it now? It was the me.
0: Divers? Uh Lauren Halverson who is was who is still in it, who is a co-founder and a guy named Will Bauermeister, uh, who is a great friend of mine at the at the time and and Will left to pursue a rock band a little daisy had Maisie. do you remember daisy yep. had Maisie? Yep. uh they were uh traveling around doing a lot of stuff i think they're still in they still exist sort of oh. um but uh but it's mostly will uh so will's been doing um a lot more uh kind of rock stuff like that so the irony is then then when will left we got a drummer because <laughs> Will always wanted a drummer and Lauren and I were oh we like being a folk trio whatever uh, but uh, Andy Overn who works with me at, at Bethany is, is a fantastic artist and a fantastic graphic design guy and uh, also a solid super good, really good drummer uh, we had him record on our Walkies in the Park album back in 1999 or whatever that was uh, and it was so good. We said, "Hey, do you want to do some gigs with us?" Yeah. And then, well, then he became, then he got into the band. And then we also added Eric Halverson, who is Lauren's brother. So, i guess I didn't say Lauren Halverson. Yeah, Lauren Halverson is is the original founder with me. Uh, we added his brother on bass, Eric, uh, and um, Andy is the drummer. And so the four of us really do comprise the the band. And we just like to go out and play and have fun. So, still doing it. It's fun.
1: And how did you pick the name fun of again. divers?
0: That's a good that's a good question. Okay, so I could give you the the names or the re, the reasons that aren't true. We do <laughs> okay. but but the reason that is true is uh when I went to Gustavus, so I went to Bethany and then I went to Gustavus to finish up to get my bachelor's. Uh and at Gustavus they had a, a dry bar oh, called yeah, the Dive, dive yeah. which used to be their pool. Uh okay. and um and so Lauren and I, while I was a student there, played there a couple times, and we said, well, we'll call ourselves the Divers because we're playing here in the Dive. Well, then when we added Will and stuff, uh, we just kept the name. And so it's basically because the Dive existed at Gustavus but we like to tell people it's cause we play at dives or <laughs> we uh, d- in French divers means diverse or, well, you know, we had all kinds of fun reasons, but the real one is it's not as, as sexy. It's just, we live, we, we went to Gustavus and we played at the dive. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Is there anything else you want to talk about or plug or let us know what's coming up? Otherwise we'll just wrap this up here.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I, uh, I don't no. I, you know, I I I guess I I'm grateful for the opportunity to sort of sit and talk with you, Rob. That's been a lot of fun. I I uh, I'm blessed because I've got a, a a family who is supportive of of some really long hours. You know, I we when when plays come in for for the longest time, I was I was the only guy in the theater department at Bethany, and and um and so raising kids, there were times where I was sort of invisible. I was not necessarily around tried to make summers as accessible to dad as possible summers are huge but uh but i i, I just want to give my wife so much credit uh for being the fantastic mom that she is and was while i was absent you know now and we uh, know why you don't know your son <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> jimmy you mean <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah young person who's
1: in the house sometimes yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, you know,
0: I, I, again, you know, Sarah, I love you. (laughs) That's cute.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, hey, thank you very much for coming on the show. This has been a great conversation. Keep doing good work over there. Oh,
0: thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Thanks. (laughs)